Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I just can't wait for this to be over. Have you ever heard that said? Maybe said it yourself. I just can't wait for this to be over. Life is full of periods of waiting where we wade through the uncomfortable, especially in those situations where we can't control the outcome. A child anxiously awaits the end of a a thunderstorm as they look outside and see those violent strikes of lightning and, and hear the monstrous booms. A pregnant mother looks expectantly forward to being on the other side of their child's birth and all the uncomfortability of housing that child for months on end. A patient waits in a a hospital waiting room as the tick, tick, ticking of the clock continues. Their fears flood their mind, wondering what their diagnosis will be. Waiting is hard. Waiting through the uncomfortable is even harder. But I don't think I have to tell you that waiting is hard, right? I think we have all come to realize how hard waiting is, especially this year, right? And for months we have been waiting for this coronavirus pandemic to end. Do you know how long it's been? 261 days. On the 29th year of my life, in the third month, on the 11th day of that month, coronavirus was declared a pandemic by the World Health Organization. March 11th. That feels so long ago. 261 days and counting. What do you do? How do you deal with these uncomfortable seasons of your life? I think probably one of our most common postures towards uncomfortability is just distraction. Right? Try and fill up your mind, fill up your day with as many distractions as you can to avoid having to think about whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is that's plaguing you. Oh, kind of like the person sitting in that hospital waiting room, fanning through those magazines that are always piled up there, or watching that one TV that's on the worst channel imaginable, doing whatever you can do not to think about what's ahead. Over the summer, we had a lot of opportunities, actually, up here in the UP to kind of be distracted from the pandemic, forget about it for a while. Well, the weather was nice. We had a long summer. You could just shoot out to Superior and spend some time on the beach when it was still warm and enjoyable. Well, now winter's here, or coming, I think. <laughs> and it's a little harder to do, right? It's a little harder to be distracted that way. But there are, there are other options. There's TV, books, 
movies, streaming services. I actually heard someone say recently, I, I finished Netflix, <laughs> what's next? <laughs> Distraction. Distraction, it's, it's often our posture in periods of waiting. Well, as a church, as we said at the beginning of our worship, we're, we're entering into one of our annual seasons of waiting, Advent. Advent is a Latin word that means to come. And it's the time of the year when we remember how God's people, Israel, waited for the coming of the promised Christ, the promised Messiah, Jesus, to come. They waited for hundreds of years. And it's a time that we too consider our own waiting for the coming of the Christ again. You guys, Jesus is coming back. He's promised this to us. He is coming back. But in the meantime, we have to wait. And during this season of waiting this year, as we pause and think about the various ways in which we're called to wait, we're going to be looking at different biblical characters who had to endure waiting through their own times and trials. We'll take a look at these characters and see how they did or did not wait and learn how we might wait. Not only for God's return, but for God's presence today. How we can wait upon God as He reveals Himself to us today amidst our everyday world. And today, as we read, we're going to be taking a look at Noah. Now, if there was ever a character in the Bible who could relate to this present uh, COVID season that we've found ourselves in, I gotta, I gotta say, I think it would be Noah. Because think about it. This guy was, uh, he had to shelter in place, right? He restricted his uh, social contacts to pretty much his own household. And for months on end, he was shut in. In our reading today, when Noah was sending out those birds, the raven and the dove, Noah had been on the ark for 271 days and counting. 271 days, seeing the same walls, hearing the same creaks of the ship, and animal sounds, seeing the same people, doing the same work. I think if anyone could empathize with our present situation, it would be Noah. But it's a little hard to get into the mind of Noah. Noah's kind of a quiet guy in the Bible. Noah is mentioned in chapters 5, 6, 7, and 8 of Genesis but he doesn't say a single word until Genesis chapter 9, and only at the very end of that chapter. In the Bible, Noah's kind of a quiet guy, but he had to be a man full of thoughts. Who knows what he was thinking? Maybe something like, okay, God, uh, 
It's me, Noah. I'm, I'm still here. Are you? I've been down here for a long time. I remembered you said like 40 days and 40 nights, but that was a long time ago. Have you forgotten me? Or think about when he was building the ark, all the thoughts he must have had then as he slaved away. <laughs> of all the people on the earth, why, why me? I mean, look at everyone else. They don't seem to be struggling with this same struggle that I'm dealing with. They seem to be just fine, content even, distracted by all the things going on in their lives, eating and drinking and, and being merry. Well, here I am just building this boat. And although Noah may have felt like a fool, or looked like a fraud in the face of an unbelieving world, there he was, listening to God's word and following its lead. He actually lived as if God's words were true, trustworthy. And he crafted that colossal watercraft, crazy as it was, and his Sore, stooped posture was a picture of his devotion to an unseen God. His work was a witness to the world. But then, as he got onto the ark, all he could do was wait. Noah waited for the rain to come, and it poured. And Noah waited as the waters rose and as they abated, the the ark teetering and tottering on the waves. Noah waited. But this wasn't just any kind of waiting. This, This wasn't that distracted waiting in the hospital room. Noah wasn't just biding his time as the storm came and surged and subsided. The Hebrew word that's used here in Genesis, every time it talks about Noah waiting, the Hebrew word used is yakal. It says that Noah yakaled. And that word yakal, it means to wait, but it's the same word that means to be caused to hope. To be caused to hope. To be put into a circumstance when all you can do is hope. When all you can do is to look to someone outside of your circumstance who might come and affect it, who might change it. It's not just waiting for circumstances to change. It's waiting for a person. For God himself to come down and intervene. For God to act. It's leaning into that relationship that God has brought you into as his child, speaking to him, pleading with him, calling out to him. Instead of waiting and wondering whether Noah had been forgotten, he calls, he waits upon the Lord. He's heard 
God's Word. He's heard the voice of God speaking in his life, and he knows it to be true. He knows the kind of God that he follows, a God who is near, a God who is present. So what does it look like for Noah to wait upon God? Maybe they were singing psalms in the midst of that storm. Who knows? But Noah was not forgotten. That's what we heard. The very first verse read for us today in chapter 8 of Genesis. Verse 1 said that God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were there with him in the ark. And what did God do? He acted. He showed up. He blew the wind and the waters subsided. Noah looked towards the heavens as his earth around him was giving way. Everything was crumbling down and he looked to heaven and God did not disappoint. He remembered Noah. Now, don't be thrown off by that word remembered there either. It's not as if God had actually forgotten what was going on down on the earth. Right? It's not like God got distracted and was busy with other things and looked down and saw, oh shoot, yeah, that's right, flood. <laughs> I've told Noah to help him out. I've got to come down now. No. No, anytime, anytime you hear that God remembered in Scripture, anytime you read those two words, God remembered, it's signaling to you that God is about to act based on a promise that he has made. Like when God remembered Abraham's plea and saved Lot from that oncoming destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Or like when God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and therefore stooped down with a mighty arm and rescued the Israelites from their slavery in Egypt. Like when God remembered Samson and gave him the strength to overthrow his enemies, or when God remembered Jonah and how he was stuck in that belly of the whale, caused it to spit him up, saving his life. When God remembers, God acts. And so God remembered Noah. And before long, Noah's waiting turned to joy as he held that dove, carrying with it that, that leaf, that green symbol of life, when the rest of the world only showed him decay and death, that green symbol of hope. And though Noah's posture was still stooped, sitting in that ark for months on end, when he saw that leaf, the sign of God's promise, his spirit soared. This act of God and God's presence made real for him. So what season are you wading through? What is currently uncomfortable in your life that you're, you're having to wade through? I think we've all been affected by this pandemic one way or another, and maybe that is the predominant struggle in your life right now. now. What does it look like to wait in hope 
in the midst of COVID? Well, maybe it's this, gathering together, singing praises to God in the midst of a pandemic. Who knows? Or is there something else? Maybe a a strained relationship that you're not sure how to fix. What does it look like to wait on God in the midst of that struggle for Him to help resolve that tension? Or maybe your struggle is work-related. Maybe you're overworked, too much work. Or maybe there's not enough work to go around and you're underemployed. How might you wait on the Lord in the midst of that struggle? So often we distract ourselves from our problems. What if we instead divulged our problems to God, looked to Him, called upon His name? Remember the God that you have. He's not a God that is far off. He is a God that is near. He is moving and active, and He will not forget you. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly the struggle that you're going through right now. He remembers you. And that means that He is positioned to act. You can call on Him in the, in the midst of your present struggle. He's been calling you to lean on Him when all your supports are falling through. He's calling you to wait, to be caused to hope in Him. As you wade through the uncomfortable seasons of your life, don't be distracted. Be devoted. Wait on the God of your salvation who not only saves you from your sin, but is equipped and ready to help you through every trial and every difficulty that you experience on this earth. He's a God who can turn every trouble and trial that we face into an opportunity to hope. Another chance to draw near to the God who has drawn near to us by His Son. This Advent, let's not only wait for the final coming of Jesus, but let's look to His every coming into our lives. For He is near, and He remembers you. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, remember us as you come into your kingdom. Help us to fix our eyes on you. Wash away the distractions in our world. There's so many things that we're caught up in. We have work and chores and hobbies and habits and so many things. But Jesus, you're not another and. You are our all in all. Tear down these distractions and be our all. Help us to fix our eyes on you so that we remember who we are. He's your people. So that we remember our place in the story, that you are coming back again to rescue us and to redeem us. 
Let our lives be guided by that hope so that our work is a witness to the world. Help us to wait expectantly for your return, for your presence each day. In your name we pray. Amen. Now please stand if you're able.